Live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700KBGG. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Final hour of the show, Jimmy B and TC. Trent Cotton with you solo here for the next week and a half. Jimmy B out on a little vacation, rest, relaxation. Well, just like the normal life, just a warmer locale for Jimmy B. Here until 3 o'clock today, time to talk NFL Draft. We've, uh, in fact, hit a little of everything today. We're going to talk about the Chicago Bears. We talked Vikings earlier this week. We just talked a little bit earlier with Danger on some Lions stuff. Let's take a look over at Chicago. Jeff Hughes, an old friend to the program from Bears blog, he joins us right now on the Draft House 50 hotline. What's going on, Jeff? Nothing much, Trent. It's been interesting, intriguing off season, but I think we're going to see a, a much clearer picture here in the next couple of weeks as to what the 2017 Bears are going to be all about. Yeah, it's uh, it's been an off season that has led to some head scratches. Some uh, me as a Bears fan, just wondering what the plan is. So let's start right there with Ryan Pace and John Fox and the rest of the crew over there. What is the plan? It's a great question. Um, I would say the plan right now quite clearly was not to overspend in free agency, especially uh, its defensive back spots, which everybody sort of believes that defensive backs are where to go in this draft, that they're all over the place. You can get them as far back uh, as the fifth round. So they did not want to break the bank for a Gilmore or any players like that. Uh, but the real question right now is what is the future of the quarterback position? The decision was clearly made to move on from Jay Cutler. The decision was very clearly made to bring Mike Glennon in. But when you look at the Mike Glennon contract, it boils down to a solid one-year deal for a starter and then a second year where he'll make good backup money. So this was not a commitment to Glennon as a long-term answer at the position by any means, which leads everyone to sit here a couple weeks out from the draft and wonder if the Bears are going to invest a high pick in the position. And until we see whether they do that or not, we have no idea what to expect from them for the duration of 2017. So uh, let's start with the quarterback position and Glennon. You were a, a longtime uh, defender of Jay Cutler, uh, I believe, and, and that you were, were always in his camp. Were you still that after the past season? Were you still in the camp of, hey, let's bring Cutler back for another year, maybe even two, and develop a young guy? Where were you with Cutler and then the decision to cut bait there and go with Glennon? Well, it all, it all comes down to me as to what they see as the future of the position. If they see a guy in the first round of this draft who they identify as that's the guy, franchise guy, let's go get him, then there's no reason to keep Jay around. If they don't see that guy, then it also makes sense for them to go take a chance on somebody five or six years younger than Jay, or even more than that when it comes to Glennon, and maybe that guy amounts to the guy. Listen, Jay Cutler got one of the bummest raps in the history of bum raps. That career is not as bad as everyone thinks it is. Jay paid the ultimate price. More than any other person associated with the Tressman Emery era, Jay paid the biggest price for the failures of that team. Not Mel Tucker, not Mark Tressman, not even Phil Emery. Cutler paid the price, and he paid it with the fans because he was the one on the field dealing with it. You look at his 2010, his 2011, his 2012, and the year after Tressman goes, those are good seasons. But nobody can forget 
what happened in 1314, and Jay paid the price for it. But I have no problem moving on from Jay Cutler. At a certain point, you say, this isn't working. We'll go find somebody else. However, I, I warn Bears fans that it's, it, the grass is always greener until the grass is Shane Matthews and Henry Burris. And the, the litany of quarterbacks this organization went through for two decades until Jay stabilized the position. And whether or not you believe he actually did stabilize the position, I believe he did, and I believe you will see quickly if Glennon is not any good and week four or five comes around and Mark Sanchez is playing, and then we're back on the horse again. We're back on the who's the quarterback every week. So, listen, the Jay career will be debated for years to come. I think it's better than most believe it was. But I'm just, I would be very concerned if I'm a Bears fan today if they're not entering another decade-long run of not knowing who the quarterback is. Yeah, and it looks to be the case. The Bears uh, sit at number three with the draft pick sitting there. There certainly isn't uh, a quarterback that is a surefire number one overall pick. Is quarterback a position they're looking at at three in your estimation, Jeff? I think they are. And... I think they're right now making a, a determination as to whether Trubisky or Watson is worth taking there or whether they can get a similar value by trading back up into the first round come the end of the night with their top of the second round pick. It probably won't cost them that to get back in, but um, I, I do think they are looking at a quarterback here very early in this draft, and we haven't heard anything about Mitch Trubisky and the Chicago Bears. We have heard nothing. And there's a lot of people who seem to believe that might be the ultimate smokescreen. They have not brought his name up. They did not really work him out. There's been no high-profile discussions of Trubisky and the Bears. People seem to think they like Watson, but my guess is the third pick in the draft will be a defensive player to the Chicago Bears, but I do not rule out them staying very active and very aggressive throughout the the middle of the first round, and if one of these quarterbacks is still there, they like that they trade back in and make a move. That makes a lot of sense. Sitting at three then, uh, there have so many needs on this team. Uh, some of the safeties, I guess of all the guys that have been talked about are position groups, safety is not the position maybe that it once was, but but I'm personally, I like Adams over there. I, I think that he's a guy that can be an impact type of guy at three. Where are you looking? Who's the guy that you like at that three spot? Well, the guy I love is Solomon Thomas. And uh, when I watched the Sun Bowl to scout Mitch Trubisky, I watched and I said, who is this guy on Stanford who blew the game up? Single-handedly, the first player I've seen on defense in college football who reminded me of, of Dominican Sue, and I said, that guy doesn't belong on the field with those other guys. And I said it then, and I think people will go back, and I've got a lot of emails sort of crediting me. I said that day, that was in early January or late December, whatever it was, there's no chance this guy's going to last five picks in the draft. And now you have people debating whether he'll even be there at three for the Bears. I like both of the big safeties. I like Adams. I like Hooker. Uh, there's some corners the Bears like. I actually don't agree with you, Trent, on one point. I don't think this team has an absurd number of needs. I think they have a strong front seven. You can always add to it. Mm -hmm. Their secondary is clearly a problem. That's where all of their needs are for me. Their offensive line is good enough. Their running game is good enough. They have three big needs. Secondary, I don't know what their wide receivers are anymore. Right. And I still believe they have a firm need at quarterback. And ultimately, 
if you don't have the quarterback solved, the rest of the needs don't matter because nobody in this league is winning in a sustained way unless the quarterback position is settled, even in places where it is settled, where there's a Phil Rivers or a Joe Flacco or an Eli Manning. They don't have sustained success, and those are good players. So you, you try to go into these seasons with a mediocrity at quarterback, and you're never going to sniff the playoffs. And if you do, it's going to be a one-off year, and you're not getting back. What is the expectation now for Kevin White? Is it just, well, hopefully we can see him play a half dozen games? I mean, where are we Let's at? Let's start right there. Why don't we start there? <laughs> That's not a bad place to start, Trent. Why don't we start with get him on the field? I think the Bears, if you were to ask them, give them the truth serum right now, and say, what is your... What is your best-case scenario offensively going into this season? It'll be that Kevin White turns into a number-one receiver and Cam Meredith will become his steady number two. Cam Meredith was a far better player this year when he was not asked to carry the load as a number-one receiver. That's probably what they're looking at. But I would be very surprised, very surprised, that if we got to Saturday morning of this draft, meaning Browns 1, 2, and 3, and the Bears hadn't addressed wide receiver by that point. They, they do not have a capable crop of wide receivers right now entering into the season. Now, could a, Kendall, could a Kendall Wright end up having a good year? He could. Could a, could a Wheaton end up having a good year? He could. But you can't rely on the journeyman-type players that you grab in the bargain bin to come in and be, and be playmakers. You need to have big-time weapons on the outside in this NFL, and I'd be surprised if the Bears don't look there in those first three rounds. Jeff Hughes, the Bears blog with us on the Draft House 50 Hotline, taking a look at the draft and the offseason for the Bears. Though Less than two weeks to go before we get to that Thursday night to kick off things. The Bears sitting at three. What about trade possibilities? Have you been hearing any rumblings about the Bears looking to trade down? Well, it looks like a lot of teams might be trying to trade down. Could there be any suitors there? Uh, a friend of mine, you know, I, I don't play the source game. Anybody who follows my Twitter feed knows. Yes. I just happen to have two friends who are very high up in different NFL organizations. And one of them told me recently that, that he, he's gotten calls from seven teams, seven in the top ten, to trade down, looking to get back in this draft and get more picks. I think the consensus belief right now is that there's just a ton of good talent in this draft. If the Bears are sitting there at three and they don't have a, a, a huge conviction on a guy, I think they would take it to get out of there. If Mitch Trubisky and Deshaun Watson and the quarterbacks get past one and two, who knows? Because then you're asking the question of, does Tom Coughlin like one of these quarterbacks coming up right behind the Bears? The Bears could get out and get a windfall for someone to come up and grab a quarterback. So I think the Bears will, of course, look to accumulate more picks. They... I think Ryan Pace has been the most balanced of everyone around the Bears. That means coaches, players, fans. He seems to understand where this team is in the rebuild. Now, I go back to what I said earlier because I can't say it enough. If he doesn't get quarterback right, there is no rebuild. You don't rebuild with no quarterback. That's like putting up a house with no foundation. There's nothing there. It's just a bunch of rooms hanging in space. This team needs to find quarterback. And if I were them, I'd stick there at three, and I'd take one if he's there. But I, if, I'm, and if I'm trading back, I'm looking at a guy, and I'm willing to risk a first-round quarterback bust, especially because the money's not a big deal anymore, because the risk-reward there, the reward is 10 years of franchise stability. Our man, Jeff Hughes. Well, Jeff, I know we will uh, try to track you down at least one 
not two more times. Looks like the NFL schedule is going to come up on Thursday. NFL draft a week after that. So uh, a busy time even in April. Always a good time to talk NFL. Appreciate your time as always, Jeff. I wish I had more optimism for you, but I think we have to wait until the picture is drawn. The picture will be far clearer after this draft. I hope it is a picture that I like. How about that? Well, we all hope that, Trent, but it's been a long time. <laughs> you be good, Jeff. We'll talk again soon. Take care, Trent. Jeff Hughes. Find his work over at DeBear's blog with us on the Draft House 50 Hotline. We'll take a break. While we come back on the other side, Wolfgang set to join us. We'll talk with him about a myriad of different things. We got Iowa football scheduling to get into, a whole bunch of stuff. We'll do that coming up on the other side. Old friend Wolfgang stopping by here. It's Jimmy B and TC live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios. 1700 KBGG is the big talker in Des Moines with Jimmy B and TC. Noon to 3, sports talk that rocks. 1700 KBGG. The weather's warming up and it's time to think about your spring projects. Wolf Construction Roofing can take any roofing job, large and small, flat roof, sloped, or pitched. The guys at Wolf Construction will do a wonderful job for you. Most single-family home projects are completed in one day and your property is left in better condition than they found it. Wolf Construction will do their best to honor you with timely communication, a job well done, and a price that's fair. It's Wolf Construction Roofing. Call BJ Bengard today, 515-225-8866, or check them out online, wolfconstruction.net. Hey, it's Jimmy B. And TC for Draft House 50 on Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it, even cricket? Draft House 50 has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steak, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50, a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Imagine a store that lets you get anything you wanted. An HD flat screen TV, a high capacity ultra quiet washer and dryer, a complete living room set. And imagine if you didn't need a lick of credit to get it. That store simply believed in you. Imagine if they even delivered it, set it up, and serviced it at no additional cost. Well, that store exists. That's Rent-A-Center. Imagine that. No credit needed. Affordable payment plans. Delivery, setup, and service included. Imagine new possibilities at Rent-A-Center. Rental purchase transaction. See store for details. Like all of you out there, Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. He would flip-flop all night long, wake up with a sore neck or maybe a headache, or feel like he needed a nap, even though he'd slept eight hours. When Mike invented MyPillow, he wanted it to where you could move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. MyPillow will get you into that deep sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. Mike does all of his own manufacturing right here in the United States and offers a 10-year warranty. You could wash and dry my pillow and don't forget there is a 60-day money-back guarantee and here's their best offer ever for a limited time go to mypillow.com or call 800-951-4694 and use promo code des moines to take advantage of mike's four-pack special you'll get 50 percent off two my pillow premium pillows and two go anywhere pillows and free shipping to you, it's a bedtime story. To a toddler, it's security. To you, it's a hug. To a kindergartner, it's the world. 
To you, it's cooking. To a third grader, it's caring. To you, it's listening. To a teenager, it's loving. Making connections with the kids in your life helps them grow up feeling safe and secure, which helps fill our communities with compassionate people. And that makes us all stronger and healthier. Learn more at becauseconnectionsmatter.org. Brought to you by Prevent Child Abuse Iowa. This is Rob Doheny with Next Generation Realty. Welcome to the best real estate market since 2008. Why pay those overpriced 5, 6, or 7% commissions? Next Generation Realty offers a flat fee as low as $39.90, and you get top exposure on Zillow, Trulia, plus all the services of a licensed real estate broker. The results speak loudly. We saved our home sellers over $35 million. Call Next Generation Realty first, 224-9900. Save thousands. Today, there are over 47 million Ford vehicles on the road, rolling on over 188 million tires. That's a lot of rubber to trust to anyone other than the hardworking specialist at Ford Service. No one knows your Ford better than Ford and Ford Service. Get a $140 rebate by mail on four select tires when you use the Ford Service credit card at the Big Tire event. Subject to credit approval, rebate by prepaid debit card. Other tire manufacturer rebate or offer cannot be combined with Ford Service credit card rebate or offer. See your participating Ford dealer for details through 63017. The Spot West Glen, a personal journey for the mind, body, and spirit. Treat yourself with massage therapies including sweetest massage, deep tissue massage, and the signature service from the Spa at West Glen, the West Glen Body Ritual. The Spa at West Glen also provides injectables, facials, chemical peels, and medical spa treatments, including Dermapen, along with nutritional services. Look and feel your best with help from the Spa at West Glen. And the Spa at West Glen makes a great gift for the special lady in your life. Believe me. Call the Spa at West Glen at 515-225-2642. That's 515-225-2642. 2642 or check them out online at relaxedmoines.com. Dr. Heidi Cook in the Spot West Glen. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. Back to the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. It's Jimmy B and TC. All right, we're back. Time to bring in Wolfgang for our Friday conversation. It's presented by the Spa at West Glen. Dr. Heidi does great work over there, looking for some massage therapy, looking for just a nice gift idea for the special lady or even guy in your life. Uh, Give a call over to the Spa at West Glen. Stop on out. Say hi to Dr. Heidi and her great crew over there. And get hooked up, Wolfgang. How about for Easter? What's wrong with that, Trent? How about for Easter? Look Look at that. Look at that connection there. Yeah. Give you, I mean, what's wrong with giving a gift for Easter? There's nothing wrong with that. A massage for Easter, everybody deserves it, Trent. Come on. Dr. Heidi, do it. The Spa at West Glen. Well, Wolfgang, we got plenty to get into here today. Let's start, uh, let's start on the football front. Big story of the week uh, earlier this week, Iowa 
announced that they have completed their 2019 football schedule, and it will be Middle Tennessee making their way to Kinnick Stadium September 28, 2019. Uh, we know the non-conference schedule is much different after the Big Ten expanded to nine conference games. Uh, that meant that the home-and-home home series that they'd played in the past with Arizona, Arizona State, Pittsburgh, Syracuse, those games were going to be no more. The hope was that this uh, year maybe that 2019 schedule with an open spot, a possibility of a neutral site game, that will not be the case. More turds coming to Kinnick. Yeah, I've, I've got a buddy that was texting me, and I said a little bit uh, before we went on, Middle Tennessee State, and he was like, you got to be kidding me. This is why I hate Kirk. Quote, this is why I hate Kirk and hate Barta, unquote. Okay? Mm-hmm. I, uh, this is this is tough because Iowa never w- wins all their non-conference games. They never do. I'm kind of dumb. They need home games, obviously, with the Iowa State problem. Yes. Does Iowa need to play Iowa State every year? Before, I would I would have said before they expanded at Iowa State, I would have said, why are we? Why is Iowa playing Iowa State? Why are they doing it? Now they're up to, what, 60,000, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I, I get that. I get that a little bit now more than before. But Middle Tennessee State, if we're going to lose, and obviously we watched Iowa over the years, and at the beginning of the year, Iowa is not at their best. They're just not. We, you need to know yourself as a program, and you have to internalize what is going on with the, with the team. They're not good at the beginning of the year. Middle Tennessee State? Uh, we're going to get that win, okay? Iowa State, you never know. It's 50-50 over how many years now, Trent? Ten? Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, you look at the series history dating back to when uh, in the final year of Hayden Fry when Iowa State finally got him back in 98. It has been – it's a coin flip game, and we're talking about two decades now uh, going on that the series has been like that. It's uh, – the contract is signed through 2023. I and Iowa State are on the schedule with each other through 2023. So I have an idea, Wolfgang. I have an idea. Yeah. I want to run this you, by you. Yes, you've talked about schedule. You, you're big in the schedule on basketball. I've heard. Yes, but yes. I haven't heard your your football. Um, what your opinion on football scheduling is? What What is that? I want to hear this. I well, heard. I would like to see not this series go away. I know there are plenty of Hawkeye fans that just would like to see it go away, and especially that are in Eastern Iowa. They don't understand what the rivalry is here. And for people that grew up in eastern Iowa, live in eastern Iowa, lived in Iowa City their whole life, those kind of things, they just don't get it. Now, here it's important. We understand how important it is in central Iowa in this rivalry. So I propose this. 2023 comes and goes. So we still got this game on the schedule for another seven years. 2024-2025, you take a two-year hiatus from the series. Not that it's going away, but a two-year break. This gives plenty of lead time for both Iowa and Iowa State to go out and find a good home-and-home opponent. You know, Iowa State, you know who they have a home-and-home with that they're, uh, in fact, going to be playing on the road this year? you have any idea who it is? No. Akron. Yeah. How many Cyclone fans are excited to head out to the Glass Bowl coming up in September (laughs) watching Akron-Iowa State? Not a whole lot. This will give enough time for both programs 
to schedule the way they want. Hey, maybe for Iowa State, they say, we don't want to have a home-and-home. Home. Those two years, we're just going to get another bye game. We're going to go out there, and we're going to bring in a Middle Tennessee. We're going to bring in a Wyoming. We're going to bring in North Texas. We're going to bring in a team like that, somebody we feel we can beat and give ourselves a better chance to get bull eligible. If that's what they want to do, all well and good. From the Iowa perspective, you start making those phone calls, and you start big. I mean, you make calls to Texas, to Florida State. Uh, hey. Do something. Do something. Hey, big. if we're going to lose, Trent, like I told, I told yeah. you last time, if we're going to lose, let's lose to somebody big. I'm sick of losing to, yes, go. Yeah, go go big. And if they say no, if people aren't going to come to Kinnick, if Texas isn't going to come here, if Florida State's not going to come, that's all well and good. And keep going down and get down to the next tier, and you get to Georgia, and you get to those programs, and you keep going down. Whoever it is, find the best home and home. Then after that, after 24, 24, 2025, you come back, you play four more years with Iowa State. Four years on, two-year hiatus, Iowa and Iowa State can schedule what they want, and you come back for four years. I think, personally, that makes the most sense. Not only do you have an opportunity for Iowa fans to make a trek, to go to a new venue, to have a big home-and-home, home, whatever that may well be, that would be great. But on top of it, I think it would add some intrigue in those years. You know, the years that they don't play the back and forth. I mean, you know how crazy Cyhawk yeah. Twitter is. You know, the people going back and forth and hollering at each other all the time. You know what that's like. Now imagine the two years where they don't play. They don't have that game. And the arguments that would ensue, I think that'd be fun. Knowing that the series is going to come back, it's just two years. you got four more years then after that that'll be playing. It'll give everybody that goes through the system, everybody that plays at Iowa and Iowa State, they'll never miss the rivalry game. It'll still be part of their college careers. I think, personally, that is the best way to go. But before they get to that point, before an announcement would be made, both Iowa and Iowa State have to figure out what they're going to do in that two-year break. During that two-year break, if it's Iowa going out and scheduling somebody big or finding a big neutral site game, whatever it is, that needs to be done beforehand because you know the natives are going to be restless if all of a sudden, oh yeah, we we got a home and home with Vanderbilt. Mm. <laughs> you know, we, we we got a home and home. Get excited! You're going to Washington State. Oh, yeah. uh, okay. It's got to be something with some substance. And if Iowa finds out that they can't schedule something like that, that they can't get a game like that, then you just continue on. No big deal. No, unfortunately, um, what you're going to hear and what I think you'll hear, what do you, who do you think wants this series to go on? And who do you think doesn't want this series to go on? In terms of what university? Yeah, which, which program would have a big-time problem with this series ending? With it ending. I'm going to put you on the spot. Well, I think the – and it could be where we are. But I, I believe, and I, I lived in eastern Iowa, went to Iowa for two years, I grew up a Hawkeye fan, I believe that the series means more on the football field to Cyclone fans. I There's do. no way in bleep. There's no way in bleep Iowa State will let this end. Am I wrong? Well, who has the power? No way in bleep they will let this series end. It's not ending. In, in I'm my, being arrogant here, aren't I? I'm an arrogant Hawkeye fan right now, aren't in, I? In my scenario, though, it's not ending. It's just taking it's not a ending. Year, it's just taking a okay. two-year break. And then it's coming right back after that. That is what I would envision. But Cyclone and both fans, they... teams getting home games, money, you know, mm-hmm. I get that. But trust me, I, Iowa State will not let this, this series end. It, it, it might be an arrogant. I'm, I'm sure I'm going to get tons of crap. No, 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 no. Explain it. I, I'm kind of confused where you're coming from. I mean, if, if Gary Barta says, hey, we're taking these two years off, what power does Iowa State have? 
<laughs> I, I am telling you, Trent, I am telling you right now, Iowa State fans, God, this sounds, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. They live for that game. Yeah. They freaking live for that game. I'm going to say it. I'm not going to sugarcoat what I'm saying like I have in the past. They live for that game. The Iowa State fans that I know live for that game. If they beat Iowa, dude, it's the season. Mm-hmm. Sorry, it is. I'm not going to say Super Bowl. I'm not going to say anything like that. But it is. They love that game more than Iowa. Iowa fans are nervous during that whole game. Every single time they watch that, they're like, oh, gosh, oh, my Lord, they're going to beat us. And then we watch Iowa State play the rest of the season. Where was that passion? Where was that energy? Where was that, you know, the, the hitting that, you, that we saw Iowa State hit Iowa with, and then you're playing Oklahoma or, or some podunk team? It's just ridiculous. I get sick of it. I'll be honest with you. I'm speaking for myself now. I get sick of it. If I were, Iowa State was to beat Iowa, fine, good, great, love it, fine, no problem. The other part is it is a big thing for the state. You know, the build-up to it, the lead-up, all those things are very big. But, yes, you know, if, I, if, if Iowa State's playing a good non-conference opponent, you know, they're going out and they're playing an NC State, there's still going to be build-up for that. If Iowa's playing Georgia, there's going to be a build-up for that. I, I Trent, Trent, let me cut you off. There's no way in I'm not even going to say H-E double hockey sticks that Iowa State will let this Iowa State football rivalry go. Well, Do you agree or not? It's not letting it go, though. That that's They that's, won't. They won't, Trent. They won't. So, and you know it. So if Gary Barta says, we're not playing the game, what's Iowa State going to do? Oh, there'll be so many politicians coming into the, the fray. It'll be ridiculous. Right, and they it'll don't have any insane. power. They don't, they don't have any power, Wolfgang. They don't. They can oh, come in there. And I disagree. And, and oh, they'll we'll, we'll, we'll talk about this another time. They'll oh, they do. They'll go through that. Yeah, the, all those things will happen. The power is not there. It's not going to happen with uh, the money that the athletic departments. It's different. You know, back when it was mandated back in 77 that this game was going to be played, well, during that time, taxpayers were paying for athletic departments. Iowa and Iowa State are self-sustaining. You know what they'd say? Stick it. We're going to schedule the way that we want to. We're bringing in revenue, $35 million a year from TV. We don't need politicians in this. I, I don't think there's going to be power there. Will there be politicians that will grandstand? Yeah, but they won't have any power. And I, 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 can't, I, I really don't like the Iowa, Iowa State game because it makes me nervous, and I don't like to be nervous and feel like that. It just makes me I, – I hate it. I feel, feel terrible watching the game, and I almost can't watch it. Me and my brother just go outside and then kind of look, peek through the window to see if I was winning, even though I do like Iowa State. But obviously I want Iowa to win the game. So I, I just don't know where to go. And if, I, if Kirk is con- going to continue to lose games in the preseason in the non-con, you might as well play somebody that gets you some – some headlines or something like that because North Dakota State, you know, that's an embarrassment when you lose to them, right. even though we know how good they are. We know how good North Dakota State is. But if, if you're going to lose to, you know, Western Michigan, if you're going to lose to, to uh, whoever else we've lost to in the preseason, Iowa State, you know, Iowa State does not have street cred. Right. They don't. And I'm sorry to say that. Okay, I'm being true. real here. It's it's one of the they, worst Power Five conferences, conference teams, in history. 
I mean, there's no other way around it. They haven't won a conference title since 1912 in the Missouri Valley. It's a bad football program. It is. Titanic. The Titanic. Remember that? It is. Now, that's not to say that I don't think Matt Campbell's going to get things turned around, because I do. And we talked about this last full Wolf, Wolfgang. You know how much I believe in Matt Campbell and what he's doing there. I think he's going to turn it into a winner. But right now, currently, Iowa State is not looked at as a great program. And you know what? If it would go away, here's the other thing. You look at the SEC. Now they have a mandate that you have to play a Power 5 conference team. The ACC doing the same thing. You know, if, if this announcement would come, if, if we get an announcement here on a Friday news dump that Iowa and Iowa State are suspending the series for two years in 2024 and 25, and then coming back with a new four-year deal in 2026, you know whose phone's going to be ringing off the hook looking for a home and home? It's not Gary Barta. It's a guy up in Ames, Jamie Pollard. He's going to be getting phone calls from everybody looking to get that game because teams look at it, hey, we have to play a Power 5 team. A lot of coaches say, well, go find me a couple wins. That's what I want. No, and and I like Matt Campbell a lot. I really do. I think he – Okay. I do. I think he's a great – P.J. Fleck, let me tell you, you got a Minnesota background, right? Yeah, yeah. Maybe you tell me about him. I can't stand this guy. And there's a reason probably that Iowa State didn't hire him. I can't stand him. There's something about him that's all about me, me, me. He's like a me monster. I can't stand him. He's annoying as bleep. Matt Campbell, I think, is a young guy that goes out there and he gets the young guys of today. And I respect that. But P.J. Fleck just flat out goes too far. Do you you disagree with that? I can't stand P.J. Fleck. He uh, he is a different cat, that is for sure. Uh, P.J. Fleck, he doesn't go down with the conventional wisdom of the way to do things. He was highly successful at Western Michigan. You remember how bad they were when he got there, year number one? We saw all the punt returns. What was it? At, uh, three big punt returns out of Cavante Martin-Manley. I mean, it was an awful, <laughs> awful program. But he turned it around. When you're at a place like Minnesota where – Best case scenario, best case scenario, you're never going to be bigger than the Vikings in that town. You're not. You're never going to be bigger than the Vikings in Minneapolis. It's not going to happen. So you're always behind them. So that's just football-wise. And then you look, you got the Twins. You have the Wild. They're the self-proclaimed state of hockey. Hockey is incredibly important there. High school hockey is incredibly hockey important there. Gophers, Wild, on and on and on. You got the Timberwolves. You got, it is a pro town. Isn't that, isn't that weird, Trent, when you talk to somebody? I, I remember when we took the uh, goalposts out. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And I remember talking to people, and they just they don't get college sports there. They, they, I was talking to them, and I was like, oh, yeah, I don't follow college sports. I can't tell you how many people I talked to that actually you know, didn't give a bleep yeah. about college sports or the or. The Gophers, they, they cared about the Vikings, the Vikings, the Vikings. Absolutely. And then NHL and blah, 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 blah. But let me, let me put you on the spot. I don't know if we have to go to a commercial break, but why did Iowa State not hire P.J. Fleck? Why did who not fire, hire him? Why did Iowa State not hire P.J. Fleck? And I'm not saying they made the wrong decision at all. I'm not saying that at all. But everybody, the ESPN, Fox Sports, they all love P.J. Fleck, okay? Nobody's talking about Matt Campbell. I'm not saying Iowa State made the wrong decision. Why did Iowa State hire Matt Campbell instead of P.J. Fleck? You tell me. Well, P.J. Fleck hadn't had his breakthrough yet either. 
You know, okay. you know, last year was the breakthrough. That was the Cotton Bowl year. That was the undefeated year. You know, at that time, we're talking uh, a year before. Let's look at his record. At the time, he was one and eleven, eight and five, eight and five, with a win in the Bahamas Bowl. You know that that was his resume at that point. He was, let's see, do a little math here. He was seventeen and twenty-one as a head coach. He had uh, so that that's kind of. I mean, that's a reason for it right there. Matt but he Campbell. had a ton, a ton of national press not at that behind time. this not, guy. Not, not at that time. No, yes, they did. No, oh, they did stories on him on on the uh, ESPN uh, morning show. Yeah, last year, last year. No, I disagree. PJ Fleck was not the name that he became a year ago. Maybe he, it's just because you're right. Maybe it's just because I'm a hardcore sports fan. Yeah, I mean, right? yes. Did people know him? Did they know the row the boat? Did they know all those things? Absolutely. But it wasn't what it became this past season, where you know us regionally here in the Midwest. Yeah, we knew about the guy. We knew he was a little goofy. He was high strung. All those different things. It was different than what it became this year with the 13 and 0 regular season going to the Cotton Bowl. All those things. It, it went to a different level. You had game day that went to a Kalamazoo, Michigan this year for one of their broadcasts. <laughs> that oh wasn't happening the year before. And, and Matt Campbell, I mean, his star was sur- certainly much brighter than P.J. Fleck at the time. Do you think they would have taken, okay, say a year goes by, do you think they would have taken P.J. Fleck over Matt Campbell? <sighs> because so, so I've, heard weird, I've heard weird things about P.J. Fleck. Oh, I'm yeah. not going to throw it out there, but I'm just going to say, Maybe Jamie Pollard, that wasn't his dude. Have you heard that stuff? I'm not even going to throw well, it out there. I, I, I just think Campbell had the better resume. I, I think it's as simple as that. Now, so, you take, so you would take Matt Campbell now versus P.J. Fleck. I oh, want yes, you on the yeah, record. Yeah, yeah, no, not even close, yes, yes. Oh, I love it. Love it. I love your hardcore opinion there. Yeah, okay. P.J. Fleck is a, uh, a procateur. He, he likes to go out there. He'll... He'll do his thing. I don't think he's going to be very successful. I know there's Hawkeye fans out there that are nervous and his recruiting prowess and all these things. I am. I am nervous. I'll be honest with you. He'll bring in dudes. He'll bring in dudes. I just don't think he's going to win at a high, high level. Now, and it comes in, what are your expectations? If he's there for five years, do they go 9-3 and and maybe sneak in the back door of a Big Ten championship game? You know, say there's a three-way tie at 7-2 and and they get the tiebreaker that year? Yeah, Sure. That could happen. You are being so hypocritical right now. Well, I, I just don't. What, what's your expectation level? They they won nine games last year. What is your expectation? I just told you. I, I think he'll do that. I think he'll be fine. He's not going to win Big Ten championships. He's not going to get the team back to a Rose Bowl. He's not going to be sitting there and have his, his pick of jobs, and he's waiting for Alabama to come open. I don't think he's that. Okay, you're the Minnesota dude. I go to you for the Minnesota stuff because you follow that probably closer than than anybody. So the PJ Fleck kind of worries me with the recruiting. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know what kind of recruiting class he had. I looked. I was in on that earlier, but we'll see. But Matt Campbell, the PJ Fleck, and I heard some stuff why they went with Matt Campbell and. I disagree with you on the P.J. Fleck not being a hot commodity um, a year earlier. I disagree with you on that. Uh, yeah, I, we'll have to agree to disagree. I mean, was he talked okay. about? Sure, but it was it was certainly a different level than it became before. And Sure, he, sure. Minnesota's been to a bowl game five straight years. Uh, he's not taking over a program you know, that, that's in dire straits here. He's not taking over a program like Iowa State was. So 
that's what I struggle with. If Do you think that he can maintain and that he can win eight, nine games uh, two out of every five years at Minnesota? Well, that's just doing what they've done. In fact, over the last four years, look at this. Minnesota's won eight or more games four, three of the last four years. And what if he's, what if he's a recruiter? What if he keeps all he those guys? He, he will be. What if he keeps all those guys in in state? Like we, like I told you, uh, you know, I know you're not a Trump fan. What if uh, we build a board around Iowa in basketball? What if, what if they build a border around Minnesota in football and bring all those guys in, Trent? Are you kidding me? And I don't know what kind of coach he is. I'm not an expert on him. But what if he does? What if he keeps all those studs from going to Notre Dame or to whatever? Yeah, I mean, you know, Creighton Hall up in St. Paul, that has been a longtime pipeline for Notre Dame that they've been able to pluck whoever they wanted out of there. It's happened for a long time. It's Maybe it is concerning in that realm. I think he's going to recruit very well. I do. I think he's going to recruit well. I don't know if he's going to be able to coach well enough, though, to have them with some kind of power. So so he will get the the, uh, Jimmys and Joes, but you don't think he knows the X's and O's? He's more, is that what you're saying? He's, he's more of a CEO type. He's, he's more Dabo. You know, Dabo Sweeney, he's not known for his X's and O's, sitting in the dirt drawing up plays. That's true, not, true. That's not what Dabo is. That's a guy that excites the fan base, gets the guys, and he knows how to motivate incredibly well. Will the motivation work at Minnesota? Will it work in the Big Ten? That's what we don't know. I don't think it's going to work at the same level that it did for him before. Again, he'll be fine. He's not going to be waiting for Alabama to open up. I hope you're right, because I'm a little scared. Because some of those kids, and we talked about this on the last podcast, the uh, Alabama offensive coordinator, what's his name, former Tennessee coach, um, douchebag, what's his name? Lane Kiffin? Yeah, great, great recruiter. But I I just don't understand. When I look at these guys, do you look at, like, a Lane Kiffin and go, if I was 18, yeah, I want to go there? Yeah. He's just... You really do. Oh yeah. I I mean I was a dumbass. I, I was when I was seventeen I would have bought all that stuff, hook, line, and sinker. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. Now now that I'm in my uh getting to late thirties, <laughs> uh, it's it's different. But I I don't think uh, enough people remember quite what it was like to be seventeen, eighteen. You're easily Good point. persuaded. Good point. Easily persuaded. When you got this Good guy point. out there selling you this bill of goods. Uh, you're probably going to buy it as well. So guess yeah. what? That, that's what moms and dads are for. Yeah, that's true. That's what moms and dads are for. This guy is a douchebag. Okay, you need to go and follow Kirk Ferentz, who wants to make your life better. Who wants to? This isn't all about football. This is about your life and making you a better man, a better father, a better brother, a better you know whatever. That's what it's about. If you're 17 though, and dad's saying that, and you're saying. No, right, no, I, I'll tell you what, right, my, I got a son, I got a son, let me tell you, that won't work with me. Lane Kiffin comes into my household, and his snot-nosed bleep, I, I mean, I sniff that out like no other. Seriously, you don't sniff that out as a dad, Trent, as a dad, you don't sniff him out. He has been able to recruit at a high level. These guys have all recruited well. Oh, it's embarrassing. I mean, P.J. Fleck, he beat, a, he beat Iowa out for a recruit at Western Michigan. I mean, this... Yeah, he's embarrassing. He's an embarrassing. He's, it's embarrassing that those parents let, that they fall for that. Well, it's now, embarrassing. Well, the, the kid's on his way to the NFL. So is it embarrassing? 
Embarrassing he, about what? Well, he went to a Cotton Bowl. He won a championship. He did things that he wouldn't have done at Iowa. He's on his way to the NFL. Is it embarrassing? Who who are you the one to say that people shouldn't make the decision to play for somebody that seems like an enjoyable experience? Do you hear anybody at Western Michigan? Do you hear people talk about Lane Kiffin and how much they hate the guy? No, they have fun. They enjoy it. Some people want True. something different. Hey, you and I, yeah, we love our kid to play for Kirk Ferentz. We get that. But not everybody's built that way. And not every parent's built that way. And that's not a bad thing, Wolfgang. Just because you have your own set of ideals, it doesn't mean that everybody should have the same or want the same things out of what their kids are going to do, the choices that their kids are going to make. And some people, they want to go row the boat. Let them. <laughs> God, please. And Calipari. Yes. Calipari is another, I mean, transitioned into, into basketball. He's another guy I don't get. I mean, I just smell stink on him. I smell stink, and it's if you don't easy. see it's that, easy when he put uh, two different programs on probation, right? I know. If you don't see that, I don't get you. If you don't get uh, Louisville coach uh, Patino, yeah, yeah. If you don't see that, I don't get you as a parent. I don't get you. You want to send your son to Rick Patino? Really? Okay, fine. Do it. Really? You gonna you gonna, you argue with that? Uh, different. You you send your you send it. You gonna send your uh, future son to Rick Pitino? Am I? No, absolutely not. But I I don't need to push my ideals on everybody. I mean, hey, if they want to do that, more power to them. Get a truckload of cash, strippers for the boy. <laughs> do your thing. You <laughs> truckload of cash. Truckload of cash. Are you? Is that is that true? I don't, they do that? I don't know. I'm just throwing around wild speculation. Go whoever you want to play to. And, hey, you watched Blue Chips back in the day. You know the movie, oh, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, I did. Hey, yeah, if yeah, if yeah. little Ricky Rose going to get a new tractor for his dad, let it happen. <laughs> uh, let's go. Let's, let's... <laughs> Wolfgang. Oh, goodness. We got a thousand different things we want to talk about today. We're already running short on time. We're already going long, and that's okay because. <laughs> you tell me. You tell me, brother. Well, let's see. We talked schedule. Talked a little bit about Flack and Campbell. Oh, you Miles wanted... Bridges. We got Miles Bridges. Yeah. We got. Uh, let's talk some hoops. Let's talk some big. Christian tennis. Williams. Yeah, well, let's start with the uh, local front with Christian Williams. Uh, it's been out now for oh about a week and a half that he is coming back. The rumor was out there. In fact, I believe it was two weeks ago today that the rumor first appeared. Uh, Tom Cakert on his board is where I saw it first, and uh, then Tom came back and talked to his AU coach and said that Christian was kind of shaken up about it, like he didn't know where the rumor started. He wanted to get out in front of it, say, no, that's not happening. This whole team's coming back. You get everybody coming back outside of Peter Jack that played significant minutes. We know Dale Jones also moving on. Now you're adding three freshmen, all as rivals came out with their final top 150 for the senior class, all top 150 players. Jack oh, baby. Luca Garza and, of course, Connor McCaffrey. You got 14 dudes. Now, we don't got time because we talked too long already, Wolfgang. We're going to break down these minutes and try to figure this thing out, though. You got to put pen to paper. We got to figure this thing out. How are you finding minutes for fourteen dudes, Wolfgang? That is giving me a migraine. I have no idea how long to talk now because you've said that. But I love the DC kid. I love Nunge, and I love McCaffrey. So I don't even know what to where to go. Right. You love Christian Williams. It sounds like whoa, whoa, whoa. you Let and John. I won't go love. So I won't go love. I won't go love. I won't go love. You and John Miller. See the potential in him. Let me say Absolutely. that. Is that better 
absolutely. Oh. There is upside still to this kid. And what they need in the backcourt, what do they need, Wolfgang? They got they got a guy that can score in bunches in Isaiah Moss. He's shown that ability. They got their point guard, though he needs help on the other end of the floor. We know he can distribute. We know he can shoot. They got some pieces there. Ellingson can come off the bench, be a sharpshooter. But what mm-hmm. don't they have? What don't they have in the backcourt? That's a lockdown yeah. defender. And Christian Williams can be that guy. Wow. Oh, man, I hope you're right, dude. Will you, A, I come on with you. Will you come on my podcast? Absolutely. No doubt. Will you? Yes. Okay. I'd love that. Because I, I, I don't get the Christian Williams things. I, I don't get it. I've talked with John about it, and I've mm-hmm. talked with you about it. I, I don't get it. He doesn't have the confidence. And I, right now, I, I am a big believer in when they are, are breaking down these players, it's not just shooting percentage, free throw percentage, uh, three-point percentage, uh, defense, they you better look at confidence. And I don't think he has the balls, and I, I feel bad saying that. I, I hope you guys are right, guys. You and John, I hope you're right. I, I just think that there is enough upside there that I would hate to throw him away. Just say, well, sure. you know, let him transfer. I still think, and there's a role, and there's a needed role. Hey, if it was something where Isaiah Moss has shown a propensity of being a good defensive player or Bohannon was pretty good on the defensive end, the conversation would be completely different. But they don't have a guy right now that you can look at and say, all right, that's our guy. We're playing a great point guard. We're playing a great two guard. We need to lock this guy up. We need a four-minute stretch where you go out there, you get our guys a break, and you go out there and you play defense. You don't even worry about You're talking about defense? Oh, my God. You're the only radio guy in the history of the world to talk about defense. Props <laughs> to you, Trent Condon. Thank you. At Trent Condon, people. That's right. This is the only guy I've ever heard, radio guy ever, that has talked about defense because there are, guess what, two sides of the court, there Trent are. Condon. There are. Yes, there are limitations in Christian Williams' game. He can't shoot. He's not a point guard. Those are two big negatives when you're looking at him. <laughs> I think, though, if you play him on the wing, McCaffrey can help out, too, because now – you tell Christian Williams this. This is the conversation a friend needs to have. I want to hear. Okay, let's say inside, inside. Let's do, let's do it. You're, Remember, who am I? Who am I in this uh, little scenario? You're Christian. You're Christian. Okay. You're who? Uh, I'm Fran. Okay, here we go. I'm Christian. We uh, tried to make you a point guard. It didn't work out very well. But what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Well, you lost your job. You remember that? Remember you were a starting point guard? No. Yeah. No, no. Didn't you hear that? That didn't you hear that UCLA guy? He said, "No, come on, come on, give me a break." What are you talking about, Christian? This is what we're going to do. You are an excellent defender. You are best on the ball defender that we have on this team. And we're going to find more minutes for you this year. But this is what I need from you. I need you to realize that you're not going to be a point guard. You are a wing. You're a two. What do you mean? I'm a point guard. I'm a point point guard. guard. You're not a point guard. You have a point guard. We have Jordan Bohannon. Kid played 30 minutes But I can't shoot. I can't shoot, Coach. Exactly. Exactly. We're not going to worry about that. What I need you to do is not worry about shooting, though you need to work on it. Yes, we get that. (laughs) You need to work on that position. We need you on the defensive end. We need your ability to get out of passing lanes. We need you on the fast break. We want you to run. We want you to get to the rim. Those are the things that you are the best at. Keep developing the other parts of your game, but you need to realize when we need to stop, when we need a guy, Come off the bench and lock down a guy that just hit two threes in a guy's face or a couple of wide-open threes has been the case a couple times in the past. You're our guy. You're our stopper. 
take that role, run with it, and your last two years on campus, that's what you're going to be known for. The best on-the-ball defender for the Hawkeyes, and we want to make you the best on-the-ball defender in the Big Ten. Christian, are you ready to go? <laughs> uh, tell me about defense, Coach. What's that mean? What's, what you is that? You know what that means. Wolfgang, we're out of time. Love you, brother. We're out of time. <laughs> you have a good uh, weekend. Happy Easter to you and all your family. Always good you catching too. up with you. Thanks, man. You know, Jimmy B's going to be gone for two weeks on vacation, so that means we do have a lot more time to talk, which is a good thing. All right. Well, you're going to have to um, open your mind and free your mind and let me just um, bring some topics to the table that I think people want, might want to listen to. Absolutely. Think. And anytime you need me on the podcast, you just let me know. Hey, I'm down. I'm down totally. That's Wolfgang Hawkeye on Twitter. Always fun. Wolfgang, be good, my man. All right. Thanks, Trent. See you. Bye-bye. And that will do it for the show today. Jimmy B and TC, we will be back at it on Monday noon. Well, we won't. I'll be back. Jimmy B on vacation. He's out doing Jimmy B things. Don't worry, folks. It's not going to be like the last time he went away and then he was gone for two and a half months. At least he says it isn't. Just going to be gone uh, next week, and he'll be back then the following late week, late in the week, and uh, Jimmy B will be back. But don't worry, guys. Ladies, we got lots of things to talk about. We got baseball. We got spring football. We got off-season stuff. We got the NFL draft coming up. You don't have to worry. I got you covered each and every day over your lunch break, live and local every day here at noon. Jimmy B and TC on the Big Talker 1700. Happy Easter, everybody. 1700 KBGG is the big talker in Des Moines with Jimmy B and TC. Noon to 3, sports talk that rocks. 1700 KBGG. The weather's warming up and it's time to think about your spring projects. Wolf Construction Roofing can take any roofing job, large and small. Flat roof, sloped or pitched. The guys at Wolf Construction will do a wonderful job for you. Most single-family home projects are completed in one day, and your property is left in better condition than they found it. Wolf Construction will do their best to honor you with timely communication, a job well done, and a price that's fair. It's Wolf Construction Roofing. Call BJ Bengard today, 515-225-8866, or check them out online, wolfconstruction.net. Hey, it's Jimmy B. And TC for Draft House 50 on Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it, even cricket? Draft House 50 has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steak, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50, a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. By the time that we got up there, his room was filled with smoke. The wind had blown and drifted the snow up against the side of my house, blocking the exhaust from my furnace. I heard the smoke alarm going off in my friend's apartment. Without the kid a smoke alarm, my son would not be here today. And had it not been for that carbon monoxide detector, they would come to school and not have their teacher there. I grabbed my fire extinguisher and put out the fire. Kidda makes technology that saves lives. Get these essential products at Menards. Like all of you out there, Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. 
He would flip-flop all night long, wake up with a sore neck or maybe a headache, or feel like he needed a nap, even though he'd slept eight hours. When Mike invented MyPillow, he wanted it to where you could move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. MyPillow will get you into that deep sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. Mike does all of his own manufacturing right here in the United States and offers a 10-year warranty. You could wash and dry my pillow and don't forget there is a 60-day money-back guarantee and here's their best offer ever for a limited time go to mypillow.com or call 800-951-4694 and use promo code des moines to take advantage of mike's four-pack special you'll get 50 percent off two my pillow premium pillows and two go anywhere pillows and free shipping by the time that we got up there, his room was filled with smoke. The wind had blown and drifted the snow up against the side of my house, blocking the exhaust from my furnace. I heard the smoke alarm going off in my friend's apartment. Without the kid a smoke alarm, my son would not be here today. And had it not been for that carbon monoxide detector, they would come to school and not have their teacher there. I grabbed my fire extinguisher and put out the fire. Kidda makes technology that saves lives. Get these essential products at Menards. It's Spring Black Friday at the Home Depot, where right now, select John Deere mowers come with a free Home Depot gift card worth up to 350 bucks. From zero-turn models to the new Excel cutting decks, John Deere gives you a quality cut that won't cut into your downtime. And that free Home Depot gift card puts even more spring in your pocket. Buy a John Deere, get a gift card. During Spring Black Friday, only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Valve through April 19th in store and online. Gift card via mailing rebate. See store for details. The people who design, engineer, and build Ford vehicles never rest, and neither do the specialists who service them. No one keeps those cars and trucks running or stopping better than them. After all, no one knows your Ford better than Ford and Ford Service. Now get a $50 rebate.